Chapter 18, The Final Confrontation, Part 1 Hours later, after Tim had recovered from his faint, after other adventures and other creatures, after a great deal of whip work, for now he could wield a whip in reality as well as he could on a game machine, after recovering the final part of Dracula, afoot, as it turned out, both Tim Bradley and Simon Belmont were very, very tired. So it was no surprise at all to Tim Bradley when Simon Belmont sat down near a tree stump near the town of Alder and said, I'm so tired, Tim Bradley. We must rest for a while. Now Tim was fatigued as well. After all, you can't go through close to two days of monsters, vampires, and the master of death without feeling a certain amount of weariness. They were in the town of Adler now. It was dark and cold and all the colors of night pressed in on them as they sat in a small park beneath some trees. There were no lights in any houses, nor were there any taverns to welcome them with warmth and song. All was dead quiet. Or was the right term quietly dead? Tim Bradley did not care to find out. I don't know, Simon. Maybe we'd better just press on and get this over with. No, said Simon. I must rest. Give me just ten or fifteen minutes. Let me refresh myself. Then we can be on our way. Okay, but maybe I'd just better stay awake to keep watch. Yes, yes, that would be a good idea. You are a good companion, Timothy Bradley. You are a good friend. I could not have come this far without you. The way you dealt with the Master of Death. The way you leapt those mystical blocks. And especially without your help, we would not have been able to get that boat across the river and procure this magical diamond. Simon held up the gem. It sparkled in the light of their torch. Well, we've got a ways to go, haven't we? Now you rest, Simon, if that's what you've got to do. I'll sit up and watch. But Simon Belmont was already sleeping, snoring gently. Tim looked upon the face of the hero in the torchlight and saw how it had aged in the past day and a half. He was glad he didn't have a mirror. He didn't want to look at his own face. Although he'd always wanted to grow up, he didn't want to grow up that fast. Still, he had matured. There was no question about that. He had learned lessons about life and about himself that he would never forget. That was if he ever got back home. How he longed for the familiarity of his room, his comic collection, the grumbles of his parents, liver and onions once a week for supper. He even wished he was back in that bathroom at his junior high, waiting to confront Bert. Bert was absolutely nothing compared to what he had faced in the last two days. So he was just sitting there, shivering a bit, trying to warm his hands with the flames from the torch when the most trying time of the whole journey hit. It came on slowly but subtly. Quite simply, Simon Belmont woke up. Simon, that was fast. Tim hopped to his feet, wanting to get out of this dark and depressing place. Let's go. Simon said nothing. He just looked at Tim with dark and brooding eyes. Simon, you okay, pal? Simon remained mute. He looked around, then smiled the most devilish, evil smile that Tim Bradley had ever seen. There is no Simon here, brat. This body is all mine now. Simon, not Simon, opened his mouth wider, revealing the sharpest, deadliest pair of fangs that Tim Bradley had ever seen. And now, if you would so kindly bare your neck, I am very, very thirsty. And with that, Dracula leapt upon Tim Bradley. Now... Tim Bradley had seen many vampire films. He'd seen the likes of Bela Lugosi, Christopher Lee, and many other actors portraying Dracula, and other evil creatures of the night whose profession was the oral removal of blood from the veins of human victims. 
he'd seen plenty of cinematic vampires leaping on people. But actually experiencing it was quite different. For one thing, as strong as Simon Belmont was in real life, possessed by the spirit of Dracula, he seemed to have the strength of ten madmen. He grabbed Tim and threw him across the clearing, almost hitting a tree. Tim staggered to his feet, grabbing at his side for his whip. The initial attack had been so fierce, so violent, and above all, so quick, that Tim had not even had the chance to pull out his whip and defend himself. Now that he knew how to use it, he might as well. He snapped it. But with lightning speed, Dracula Simon grabbed it and pulled it out of his hands. No help there, mortal. The agate eyes gleamed a horrible, enthusiastic fire. Tim reached down to his belt to get whatever else he might have that might be of help. He came up holding something hard and round. Ah, bulb of garlic, this should do the trick. Get back, I say, he cried, brandishing the garlic. Yum. He grabbed the garlic and popped it into his mouth, crunching it up through a big fat grin. My favorite. Shikes, said Tim. I thought the vampires were supposed to hate garlic. I absolutely loathe the stuff. In fact, I dare say my body parts in the bag yonder are trembling with disgust. But you see, I'm in Simon Belmont's body, so it really doesn't affect me. I don't suppose you have another bulb, would you? I could just breathe on you and you'll die. Dracula Simon bent his head back and an absolutely hideous laugh escaped. Ugh, he exclaimed. I'm going to have such fun with you, little puny man. And he jumped again. This time, Tim was ready for him. He leapt away and the vampire charged past him, banging hard into a tree. The vampire fell onto the ground. The experience did not phase him, however. He hopped right back to his feet and charged again, faster than before. This time, his claws caught hold of Tim's coat. He pulled the teenager up to his face. Just a few pints, he said, drool splashing down onto his collar. That's all I need. What's black and white and red all over? Dracula Simon blinked. A newspaper, yelled Tim. Dracula Simon did not make any expression. But then suddenly, the eyes were no longer flaring red. They turned a pale blue once more, and Simon Belmont, the true Simon Belmont, peered out. Simon! cried Tim. Simon, you're still in there. Fight him, man. Fight him. I, said Simon, I'm fighting. Fight. Sing. But that was all that the hero could get out before his features bent once more and Dracula's fire smoldered in his eyes. A poor attempt, said Dracula. Besides, you fool, your stupid joke reserve is clearly running out. Even I, in little Castlevania, have heard that joke before. The fangs came in closer and closer and Tim could feel the hot breath of this monster who had taken over his friend. That was it, he thought. He's got me. But then, just as Dracula's fangs were about to sink into the tender flesh of Tim Bradley, a most fortunate thing suddenly happened. The first ray of dawn filtered through a break in the trees and touched Dracula Simon's face. The vampire screamed. Simon! Simon! Fight him now! cried Tim. Fight him! Tim could see the struggle going on in his friend's face. Simon wrestled himself from the clutch on Tim and hurled himself onto the ground. The holy water, Tim, he said in a strangled cry. Use the holy water. Yes, of course, the holy water. He should have thought of that before. But then he realized why he had not. He didn't know where it was. In my bag, Tim, cried Simon. Hurry, there's just enough left. Tim started for the bag, but then found himself tripping and tumbling to the ground. He looked around to see that Simon, Dracula, had caught his pants leg and was trying to pull him back. 
even as the terrible struggle continued inside of Simon Belmont's body. No, you don't, said Tim. Angrily, he kicked him in the face, but Dracula hung on. Tim had to use all his might to drag himself and his burden to where Simon's bag sat. He grabbed it and rummaged inside. The flask! Where is the flask of holy water? Dracula Simon clawed his way up Tim's pant leg, ripping and tearing along the way. Tim's hand grabbed something solid. Without waiting to unstopper the flask, or even check to make sure it was the flask, Tim bashed his attacker across the noggin. Liquid splashed out on him. Simon Dracula screeched. He writhed and squirmed. But then he rolled into a shaft of light from the newborn sun. Tim could see the spirit of Dracula evaporate from Simon's body like black dew. Simon stood, dripping water and smiling. Thanks, he said. I needed that. 